This is Plant-Based Briefing, Debunked, Do Vegans Kill More Animals Through Crop Deaths? Part 1, by Ed Winters at surgeactivism.org. And I'm Marian Erickson, host of this curated content plant-based podcast, where I narrate articles on plant-based, vegan, compassionate, eco-friendly living, with permission, in about 10 minutes or less every weekday. And I am thrilled to have another contributor I've received permission to read from, Surge Activism is a nonprofit grassroots animal rights organization determined to create a world where compassion towards all non-human animals is the norm. Their philosophy is that change comes through vegan education with media content and campaigns, as well as educational programs and investigative work. And Ed Winters, known online as Earthling Ed, is the co-founder and co-director of Surge. I highly recommend following Surge and following Earthling Ed, you will learn so much. So now let's get to today's plant-based briefing. Debunked, Do Vegans Kill More Animals Through Crop Deaths? Part 1, by Ed Winters at surgeactivism.org. Ted Nugent, a man who said that South African apartheid isn't that cut and dry, and that all men are not created equal, and who bragged about his relationships with underage girls, went on the Joe Rogan Experience podcast in 2018 to talk about, of all things, morality. Specifically, how those who follow a vegan lifestyle are responsible for more animal deaths through the harvesting of crops and use of fertilizers and pesticides than people who choose to consume animals directly. We do see this comment quite often, and it's about time we took a good look at the argument being made. Are animals killed in plant production? Yes. But it's not just vegans eating plants, especially soy, of all the crops to choose. In fact, around 75 to 80 percent of the soy that's produced is used as farmed animal feed, and only 6 percent is actually used for human consumption. Therefore, if you are upset about animals being killed in soy farming, then stop funding the industries that use three-quarters of all the soy that's grown. Nugent is not the only one who has made this argument. Chris Kresser used the same argument a year later, also on the Joe Rogan podcast, in which he cited a research paper that stated that 7.3 billion animals were killed every year from plant agriculture, if counting, as well as mouse deaths, birds killed by pesticides, fish killed by fertilizer runoff, and lizards and amphibians killed by eating insects contaminated with toxic pesticides. Firstly, more than 9.5 billion land animals are killed directly for food in the U.S. each year, and when you add marine animals, that number becomes 55 billion. So more animals are still killed directly for meat, dairy, and eggs than they are for crops. Secondly, according to data from the USDA, 77.3 million acres of land in the U.S. are used to grow crops that humans eat directly, and 127.4 million acres are used to grow crops that are converted to animal feed, which means that about 65% more land is harvested just to produce animal feed. That's not to mention the 654 million acres of land that are used for pasture, which means that in the U.S., 10 times more land is given to animal farming compared to plant farming. In fact, according to the most comprehensive analysis ever conducted exploring farming and the environment, 83% of all global agricultural land is used for animal farming. Let's have a look at the study that Kresser cited in more detail, Field Deaths in Plant Agriculture, published in the Journal of Agricultural and Environmental Ethics in 2018. 
For those of you who saw his debate with James Wilkes, who produced The Game Changers, you'll know that Cresser cannot read forest plots, but it seems as if he has a bigger problem, his inability to actually understand the subject matter in the first place, as he clearly had not read through the paper he cited. Firstly, the 7.3 billion animals that Chris cites from this paper is derived from data that the authors call into question. In their own words, they say, the estimate should be reduced. 7.3 billion is clearly too high. If you read the paper, the authors actually do much more to dismantle the crop deaths argument, even providing example studies, such as a 2004 study that examined the effect of wheat and corn harvesting in central Argentina. It compared the population and distribution of grass mice in three habitats, crop fields, regions bordering the fields, and the wider surrounding area. While the number of mice found in fields substantially decreased after harvest, their numbers substantially increased in the border regions. When it came to disappearances, a category that included both mouse deaths and migration out of the study area, there was no significant difference between the three habitats. The study concluded that changes in the number of field animals were the consequences of movement and not of higher mortality in crops. If you just think about it, do we really believe that when a combine harvester is approaching, causing a huge amount of noise and vibrations, mice, who normally use their excellent hearing to evade predators, are just going to wait to be killed? The paper Cresser is citing as a piece of evidence actually does a great job of disproving the very point that he's trying to make, and the figure that he cites as evidence is actually disputed in the paper that he's using as evidence. Honestly, Chris Cresser is such a quack. Where does this whole concept come from? Well, an article was published back in 2003 by someone called Stephen Davis that made the statement that fewer animals are harmed in an omnivorous diet that consists of free-range ruminant animals compared to eating an entirely plant-based diet. However, the article assumed that equal amounts of land will produce equal amounts of food, whether that be crops or animal products. This is obviously not true. Davis estimates that 7.5 animals are killed per hectare in ruminant pasture and that 15 are killed on land that is used to produce crops. So, using his estimates, this rebuttal linked here that uses UN data states that 1,000 kilograms of protein can be produced on one hectare of land that is growing plants, but would take 10 hectares of land for grass-fed beef to produce the same amount. This means that Davis's estimates actually further make the case for being plant-based, as his own figures show that vegans are responsible for five times fewer animal deaths. Further, non-vegans are paying for mutilations, reproductive system exploitation, and other forms of suffering, which also applies to grass-fed animals who are disbudded, dehorned, castrated, have their ears tagged, can be branded, and are transported in trucks for hours to get to slaughterhouses. In places like Australia, they can travel for 48 hours. Slaughterhouses are terrifying places for the animals to even be in before they are actually killed. Basically, being vegan doesn't just reduce the number of animals killed on your behalf, it also reduces overall harm and suffering. Not to mention that animals killed in crop production have the chance to escape. The same cannot be said of farmed cows, sheep, and so on. You just listened to Debunked, Do Vegans Kill More Animals Through Crop Deaths? Part 1 by Ed Winters at surgeactivism.org. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson, and tune in tomorrow for the second half of this article.
where Ed talks about some other common arguments that people try to use to make the case wrongly that plant-based farming causes more death to animals than animal farming. And please share this episode with anyone who might benefit, and thanks for listening.